Does the inability to put points on the board in the first half, does it sting more when the defense is taking the ball away and giving you No, definitely, definitely. You know, I mean, they... You know they play. They play. They play well. They've been playing extremely well all year. You know I think that's that's the most frustrating part. Like I said, for me, you know, after I go back and watch this tape, you know, and try to figure out, you know, I know how to drop, you know, but um, see if there's anything else, you know, personally, I can, I can do to try to put us in a better position. You know, whenever, um, whenever I have, you know, games like this where I feel like I didn't, you know, um, be more of an impact. You know, I feel like that, you know that's a that's a big part, you know, of of some of the, you know, offensive offensive uh, uh, struggles at some point in time in the game. You know, but then again in the game, you know, I thought we moved the ball well. You know, so I mean, it was it was some ups and downs. You know, um. You know, we just didn't capitalize on our opportunities. How do you explain what's happened this season to you guys, where you, you come off last year with such high expectations, another loss, it's going to be nearly impossible to make the playoffs from here? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, you got high expectations. You know, um, you know, it's tough, like I said before, but I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the NFL. You know, each and every week, you know, it's not, it, I mean, not going to get easier. You know, I mean, we knew that coming into this year that, you know, this year wasn't going to be any easier at all, you know, so again, I mean, all we can do is just keep keep playing, you know, um, you know keep trying to get better. How do you, and you guys had such a great drive in the third quarter, um, scoring drive, how come you weren't able to replicate that the rest of the game or get back into that rhythm? Yeah, um, I'm not sure, you know, again, I got to get back and watch the tape, you know, um, I thought um, we had some some rhythm, you know, we were able to move the ball a little bit, you know, again, I mean, um, in the first half, I thought we moved the ball well. We just weren't able to capitalize, you know. So it was tough, you know. Again, um, I forget how much time was left, you know, but um, or or um, how many drives we had after that. But you know, again, we just didn't capitalize. You guys were rolling there a couple times early in the game and to come out on both those drives with no points. How, do, how do, what does that do to you in the moment? Yeah, um, it's tough, you know. Again, I mean, you can't you can't really look at it like that, you know. I mean, we gotta continue to push forward, you know. Um, again, so I mean, in the in the course of the game, you know, again, I mean, you want to have points, but I mean, if you don't get points, you know, again, you got to move on to the next drive. I mean, you got to figure out, you got to make the adjustments and things like that. But I mean, it's tough, you know. Again, I mean, if you can come away with points, you know, as you're continuing to score points, you know, some some dynamics of the game change, you know. So again, I mean, we always want to come away with points. Um, you know, again, I mean, you gotta gotta keep his head up. You know, gotta keep his head up and gotta keep playing. You know, like I said before, like I said everybody. You know, I mean, nothing in this league is easier. You know, I think I think that's the main thing. You know, again, I mean, after we after we fly back, you know, we are gonna have a little shorter week because of what time we like getting in and stuff like that. But I mean, we got a game next week. You know, so I mean, everybody, it's gonna have to. You know, guys gotta turn the page quick. That was Allen Robinson on the Bears loss and his thoughts on why they didn't capitalize on many opportunities which that was well said because as I said earlier and for anyone that watched the game knows that back-to-back turnovers the defense forces no points Uh, a lot of great stops only limiting the Rams to 17 points on offense and really they're only the bulk of their scoring those first 10 points came in the second quarter they didn't score in the third quarter uh Late game touchdown they gave up to basically seal the deal. But hey, when you when you're holding a lead a, a deficit to three points, ten to seven, again you can't ask much more for this defense to do at this point. This offense is just utterly terrible. But we're gonna bring in Yash Pudi, good friend of the show, who's been calling in and talking with us uh, for the last couple of weeks. And and Yash, you get the bragging rights today because you were right. The Rams would beat the Brown, uh, the Browns, the Bears, who basically feel like the Browns at this point. Uh, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that game, man? 
I mean, I, I look at you, you look at we talked about this before is, you know, you, you got to play to your quarterback. And, you know, when when Trubisky, you, know, you look at what he did here, 43, 43 pass attempts, you know, this this guy, uh, you know, you, you got to make sure as a coach that like, you know, they're they're throwing him, they're making him throw 43, 43, 44, 45 times a game. You know, that's that's uh, you know, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of passes he's made. And I think you got to have a balance got to have a balanced uh, attack on, on on the offensive side and I think that's what's lacking uh, for the Bears there well you know it it comes back to the fact that things were what I what I told you about why I thought the Bears would have a chance in this game is not only because the Rams have been struggling they got some injuries going on and stuff too mm-hmm. but the fact that okay Last week against the Lions and say what you want about it about the Lions having the 31st ranked defense but the play calling as far as the throws, the, the pass plays that were being called, the throws Mitch was making, uh, David Montgomery yeah. struggled to get a lot of yards, but he was able to get some yardage. They got Tariq Cohen the ball more, and when he's got the ball in his hands, that's when he makes the biggest impact on the field. And then for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it goes back down to Montgomery, 14 carries, 31 yards. Tariq Cohen, 9 carries, 39 yards, 74 rushing yards yeah. as a team. It's like why and and like, why and like Allen Robinson said on on that clip is the defense did a phenomenal job for you guys. You know Todd Gurley was held twenty five carries for ninety seven yards, averaged only three three point eight you know guards rush. I mean the 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 the, the rushing attack and the the, the way that uh, you guys helped you guys you know prevented that rushing attack by the Rams. You know that that defense was stout. I think. Like you mentioned, though, it's the, the Terry Cohen nine for thirty-nine, Dave Montgomery fourteen for thirty-one yards. I mean, you know, you you you, you two you two uh, receivers here, Taylor Gabriel seven receptions, fifty-seven yards, Anthony Miller six receptions, fifty-four yards. But you look at Allen Robinson four for fifteen, David Robinson only had one uh, for nineteen. But you know, and out of out of all the production you had, you had only Terry Cohen uh, score your one touchdown. So you know, that's you know that that's concerning. Uh, when I look at these numbers, but uh, I think you know the, the like we like like we've been saying the the defense that defense you couldn't ask for more uh, from the defense for the way they were playing. I think the 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 offense really needs to to change shape. Yeah, because I, you know here's the thing. Okay, I'll give I'll give Anthony Miller some credit. He did he he was a a pretty active player and, and crucial to some big catches and getting some first downs. Mm-hmm. But then. Yeah. But then he, the interception is is caused by him because he, the ball falls right through his hands or bounces right off his hands, and gets caught by, uh, is caught by the defending player on, the Rams. You know his antics with you know talking you know talking crap to the other players. You know the the competition. I get it. You're gonna there's gonna be, you know all that talking going on. You know there's gonna be, antics that he does. Like when I don't know if you saw because it. it went viral for a bit when he did the army crawl trying to get the first down uh, after he got tackled yeah, he wanted yeah. to place the ball higher the or farther ahead to get the first down and, and trick the referees but it's like okay I'm done with those antics he's been in fights he's done the trash talking he's done that army crawl stuff in every game since last year I just want to see him perform mm-hmm. again and not have a ball bounce out of your hands to get intercepted on a drive that was going well because you can't catch the mm-hmm. ball and you underperform and to be fair, Allen Robinson yeah. had Jalen Ramsey on him, so that's tough right there. 
So th- uh-huh. this is one of those games where you needed Taylor Gabriel to, to step up, and he did. You needed Anthony Miller to step up, and he did as well. But this team, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and, and you want to know what it is? I think the heart of the, the struggles, and it's not even Trubisky or Nagy at this point. It's the offensive line. They are bad. Yeah, it's like if you and I yeah. went out there and, and tried to block Aaron Donald and the rest of the, the Rams' front seven. They're about that. Mm-hmm. That offensive line is about as strong as toothpicks. So I think the offensive mm-hmm. line is where they have the biggest issues. Do you agree, or do you think it's in a different uh, location? If you, who would you point the finger to for most of the blame at this point? I would agree with you because you know if you look at you know any even not just the Bears, but I mean you look at any offensive kind of str- offensive struggles. The first point of emphasis is that offensive line because and, and you look at Trubisky, you know here twenty four of forty three. You know, he's, he's the the reason that he's struggling and the reason that he's 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 so he's lacking is because he doesn't have enough time in the pocket to throw the ball. You know, and that's that's what you got to have for your quarterback is you got to create that time in the pocket uh, to to be able to make your reads and, and and throw throw the ball. You know, that's why that's why you know Tom Brady. You look at Tom Brady. Everybody calls Tom Brady the greatest of all time, but really, if you look at it, he's had you know a, a stellar offensive line you know, ever since he's really been in the league. And that's why he's been able to do what he's been able to do, you know? Yeah, and stay he, healthy a, to I mean, be able to play at the age of 42. What he's done is undeniable, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the the reason that he is he's able to make these reads is because he has an offensive line. So, Well, let me ask you about the defense. What is wrong with Khalil Mack? Because to not even be on the stat sheet, no quarterback rushes, no tackles, no assist, assisted tackles no mm-hmm. sacks nothing nothing not even on yeah. the score uh, on the stat sheet what do you think's wrong with him i i mean i don't know i i, I don't know but i think i think what, what it's really allowing for it to happen is you, you know you have guys like you know roquan smith clinton Dix, eddie jackson amu kamara you know kyle fuller those guys really stepping up and and, and make and making their presence felt you know and and it def- like again, it, it, the defense is, is not just based on one guy. I think it's a collection of guys that have have, uh, have stepped up. So even though Mac has kind of digressed a little bit, you have these these other key key players coming in and and, and stepping in and uh, and, and taking charge in the spotlight. Yeah, I always like to point the finger right after Mac. I always point it to Leonard Floyd because the the guy gets quarterback mm-hmm. pressures. But he can't make that second move to completely get away from a blocker and actually get a sack, and that's frustrating because yeah. you know they're going to focus on Mac. So you got to get other guys involved. You got to take advantage of when they put a double team on Mac. That means somebody else on the other side could get open, whether it's your pass rusher or one of your middle linebackers if he's assisting on the same side as Leonard Floyd. If they're both going in for the pressure for the blitz, and I just mm. I don't see yeah. that. I think Pagano's calling the plays right. There's there's just no push up front, so they do yeah. have to get better on that. And, and again, I, and no, I'm sacks, kind of with no you. sacks in this game. You know, the, no no real pressure. That I mean, they put pressure on, but they didn't. We weren't able to get on a few uh, plays, a maybe five and, plays that game. They actually forced Jared Goff to move out of the pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, so I know they the Rams really ran the ball to put, more. Put any kind of you know stress on on uh, on Jared Goff, and I mean he did throw the one pick to. Uh, Roquan Smith, but you know, other than that, that's that's the reason why Goff was able to have a clean game, eleven of eighteen. So, 
you know, that's, but, you know, the, the, again, it's, I don't think the Bears defense, uh, you know, Pagano, like you said, Pagano, I think is calling the right plays. I don't think the Bears defense is the issue. I think the issue, the reason the Bears are struggling, the issue lies with, with that offense. And it starts, like you mentioned, with that offensive line. Well, let me ask you this, Josh, because as we know, over the weekend, Colin Kaepernick worked out with some teams. I know some people that Mm -hmm. are adamant that he should be signed by the Bears and are convinced that he would fix things. I, on the other hand, don't agree, but I want to get your opinion. Do you think the Bears should sign Colin Kaepernick and give him a shot? That's that's tough. I, I don't think Kaepernick, you know, you, you talk about uh, fixing uh, the Bears' issues. I don't think Kaepernick himself will fix the, the issues. I think it would be an intriguing, uh, intriguing thing if they brought him in for a workout and, and, and brought him in and, and see, uh, see what he can do. But I, I don't think Kaepernick alone uh, will fix the Bears' issues. I think, again, like, like we've been talking about, I think it's the offensive line. I mean, you can have – you can have, you know, the, the best quarterback in, in that system. If you don't have a great offensive line, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. So, you know, I think it, it all comes down to investing in that offensive line. Now, do you think he's going to get signed anywhere? Do you think – and what what is your overall opinion on him at this point? Do you think he could still be a serviceable quarterback? And if he does get picked up, From, what would be the team you would predict or think would pick him up here this season or even next year? I, I think I think he he really wants to play in the league, and I know you know watching watching his his tape you know on Twitter and things like that, he's got a good arm. Um, but I, I honestly I think that the team that would most most likely pick him up would be the Bengals. You know, Andy Dalton's kind of uh, Andy Dalton's kind of uh, struggling, and and uh, it, they, you know they obviously now they 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 best him for Ryan Finley and Finley. Finley really hasn't done much better. And so I think right now, you know, the Bengals are in a situation where they're winless 0-9, you know, with the possibility of going 0-10 now. Um, and, and people wondering if they're tanking and things like that, if they give him a shot, you know, at least try something uh, to win a game for Zach Taylor, then I, I think that the Bengals will be the one to do it. Yeah, I could see Cincinnati, or I was even thinking about Carolina, too, because I think the Cam Newton mm-hmm. era is done there. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Allen yeah. is proving that he's not really the answer. He had a, a little hot streak there earlier in the season, but when it comes to taking on yeah. tough opponents like the Packers a couple of weeks ago, he kind of showed us that he can't really keep up with an Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers type of quarterback on the other side of the mm-hmm. field, so... Um, those are potential options right there. I honestly don't think I just think Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati will be Cincinnati will, is is desperate for a win, and they're they're going to try anything, you know. And why not give them a shot at this point? You know, yeah, Andy exactly. Dalton didn't work. Ryan Finley's kind of in, inaccurate and, and over the place. So, you know, why not? What, what's what is there to lose? I mean, you're zero and nine. What what is there to lose now? Now, before I get to your thoughts on the AFC, because obviously that's the the conference you care about the most since your Tennessee Titans are in there, uh, I'll ask you about Mm -hmm. the AFC South and the AFC as a whole here in a moment. But I just have to ask you, well, this is AFC-related, so uh, what were your thoughts on the Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph fight last week? I was actually very surprised that, that Rudolph didn't get suspended. 
you know, because if you watch the video back, he actually started, he actually initiated the, you know, pulling the helmet off, off of uh, Garrett's, um, Garrett's head. And then Garrett just reacted. Now Garrett reacted irrationally to where he took the helmet and hit him in the head. But, you know, I, I think, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that Moss Garrett is innocent. You know, uh, he should be suspended, you know, without pay for the rest of the season. But I, I think that, um, you know, Mason Rudolph should also should also be uh, should also face the consequences. Basically, I also didn't agree that Marquise Pouncey was suspended for three games. You know, he's just protecting the quarterback. He's really not doing anything. Yeah, but he he was kicking and throwing punches at Garrett. Now, I'll be honest with you, I have no problem with it because that that was bogus. Mm-hmm. And and I think if I if I was out there, I'd probably do the same thing. Uh, you're going to stand yeah. up and defend your quarterback when he literally gets hit on the top on the top of his head with a helmet. But he it, it does yeah. warrant, in my opinion, that three game suspension. As far as Rudolph goes, I personally think he should be fined because he's not innocent like he's trying to act like, or at least he did. He's, yeah. he's starting to kind of he's not playing the 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 innocent party as much anymore when he talks to the media. But initially, he did. Uh, you know what? I know he was trying to pull off Garrett's helmet. I know it looks like he might have kicked his leg at him and and either hit him in in the groin or near. And I say groin like groin muscle area or closer to the yeah. the, the special spot that you don't want to ever get hit in. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say he shouldn't be uh, punished in any way, but I think a a fine warrants what he did because usually players get fined for pushing and shoving unless you go in an all out brawl. Like uh, when Andre Johnson, it was Andre Johnson did that with um, the Texans and Cortland Finnegan, if I'm remembering that correctly. This was this is going way back now, but uh, like those mm-hmm. guys got some suspensions for literally an all-out fisticuffs uh, battle. But yeah. Garrett, I oh, think yeah. suspended for the rest of the year. Uh, I know he actually, I think he talked to Roger Goodell today, so we're gonna probably find out uh, by the end of this week. Yeah. On what the call is, I think Actually, he I found be... out information that like the CBA, apparently the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, does not allow for indefinite suspension for uh, on-field incidents for players. So that when the NFL suspended him indefinitely, they technically couldn't do that through the CBA. So, so the, the, so Goodell is going to probably have to work with them on that. You, you know what though? There should be a way yeah. to go around that because that that's flat out assault. That's Beyond the football game, oh, yeah. that is if you're, if literally... You're, if, it's, if it's anywhere outside of a football sense, that, that is assault right there. This is yeah. why I always have a problem with the Players Association because I'm all for workers, employees, players that are, are they're the same thing. I'm all for the unions and mm-hmm. support and all that stuff. But you know what? If I punch my coworker at work, I'm getting fired. Yeah. So he should oh, be hold, yeah. held accountable to those same things too. So... Uh, he better get some kind of suspension because there's no way he can walk free from this. And in my opinion, the least it should be is for this season. I was thinking just this season, maybe he's got to go the sensitivity yeah. training, gets a fine. I mean, in the NFL, any suspension is a big deal you, because it's only a 16-game season. Games, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Browns making the playoffs. So even if they just – because of this in, the CBA and the indifferent suspension and everything, if they suspended him for the next six games, that's enough. For the season, basically, you yeah. Know? Any, like I said, any suspension's a big deal because you only play 16 games in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. yeah. it'll be interesting to no, see what happens. And they're losing. They're losing one of their, you know, bigger names on that on that defensive front. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel for the team. 
I don't really feel for him because he's got to be better than that. I don't think he's the worst person on the face mm-hmm. of the earth because of that. Because I understand the blood gets yeah. pumping and you're already playing a tough sport. It's just it's like you won the game. It's the last play of the game. Just put shove off, shove Rudolph off go. of you yeah. and laugh at him and smile and walk away. Go into to the tunnel. Yeah. Because what was yeah. what was a great victory that you should be building off of this week. Now the guy's not even playing, and now the team as a whole is down their their best defensive player for potentially the mm-hmm. rest of the season. So it's just yeah, that's yeah. that kind of drama you don't want to deal with and have to have to deal with, and it's it's unnecessary. It's undue drama, but they they force that upon themselves. Now looking at the AFC mm-hmm. as a whole here, Yash. Um, well, looking at the AFC yeah. South, actually, I want to ask you about that. Interesting because your Tennessee Titans are five and five. They're still just one game back. Of both the Texans and the Colts, the Col- the Texans lost, the mm-hmm. Colts won. Things are looking interesting yep. though, because now Marlon Mack uh, fractured his hand. He's he just had surgery. He's going to be out a while. I wonder if he's even going to be back yep. this season. I mean, six yep. weeks to re- heal from a broken hand. Broken hand. That, that's mm-hmm. that's that's tough. So now that the Colts are without their star running back, and you got the Texans who. Mm-hmm. Are, are a good team, but they're showing again that they're not elite, and you know they're showing that they're kind yeah, of floating around that average out by, team. By you know Lamar and yeah. the, the Ravens last week. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts but, going forward with the AFC South now that a couple more headlines have popped up between the teams ahead of your team, the Texans and the Colts? I think, uh, like I said before, I think it's going to come down to Tennessee and Houston in the AFC South. Um, you know, because we, we, they all, you know, there are, they, there are, uh, in both teams to end the season, it's kind of, you know, uh, a division, they were playing division rivals back to back and, you know, and our, uh, yeah, the division rivals is back to back. And then we have tough teams that we're playing in between, you know, the Texans are playing the Colts, they're playing the Patriots, you know, they're playing us back, uh, for, for the, uh, December fifteenth, and the, well, for the last game of the season, when they play the Bucks, the Bucks, Bucks can surprise, man. The Bucks, uh, you know, they they're, you know, when they're get, when they get rolling, they can get rolling. So, you know, that that team is kind of, uh, you know, you, you never know with them. And then they play the the Broncos, and I see the the for the Texans, the remaining games on their schedule, I see the Broncos is like the only like you can chalk up a win, basically. Uh, against them, but other all the other games I think are, are going to be close games, and and they could go either way, you know. And as for uh, as for the Titans, I mean, we play the Jaguars, you know that I I I'm going to put that up as a, as a win. Um, and then we play the Colts, like you mentioned, like a couple headlines that the Colts made with a couple of their injuries there. So you know that that'd be an interesting game. And then the the, the Raiders. Um, the Raiders and then the Saints besides playing the Texans twice, uh, you know, both teams that are up and coming. So it's going to be a tough, tough road uh, for the Titans as well to end the season. But I think it's going to come down. It's going to come down to Houston and, and, and Tennessee. Oh, I'm thinking it's probably, I, I still like the Colts and the Texans because the Colts have a really good defense I think this mm-hmm. upcoming week will kind of give us an idea of okay, are they screwed without Mac or are they okay? So if they have a hard time yeah. running the ball and Brissett can't handle having probably the ha- having the load of probably having to pass more, then I'd be worried. Yeah, um, I- I'm not feeling great about the Texans because yeah, they got Deshaun Watson. Uh, that offense is flashy, but Will Fuller is, is 
hurt on and off as usual still. Again, not having mm-hmm. J.J. Watt on that defense, and again, with them trading Clowney, they don't have any premier yeah. pass rushers right now. So that defense, that front seven of that defense, specifically that front four, is worrisome. The only reason why mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about your Titans is because you know, your quarterback position. And I mean, the defense has been pretty good, but again, at this point, it comes down to these last couple of games who plays the best. Now, Tennessee definitely has to try. The only way they're getting into the playoffs is at least second in the division because you got Pittsburgh at five and five and the Raiders at six and four. If you're looking at the conference standings in general, so mm-hmm. it's going to be extremely difficult for Tennessee to be third in the division and make the playoffs. So the wins are yeah. going to be key here. But uh, now Tennessee yeah, does have it's games be, against it's Indianapolis be and Houston, tough right? For this team. Now let me. But yeah, no, my yeah, bad, okay. my bad. I, okay. I was saying, I was just saying, it's it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely going to be a, a tough end to the season uh, for for the Titans. You know the. Because you know, you, again, we've got the Colts, we got the up and the Raiders who are who are, you know, uh, starting to to spark, and then you've got the Saints, you know, uh, besides the the Texans twice. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely going to be tough to to end the season. And you know what though, they they hold the, their own fate in their hands, I think, because you got the Jaguars this week this weekend, uh, then you got the Colts, yep. then you got the Raiders then the Texans and then the Saints, like you mentioned, and then the Texans again. So when I look at this, mm-hmm. I think, okay, if you could take advantage of the Jaguars, upset the Colts, who, again, probably in two weeks are still going to be without Marlon Mack. The Raiders, mm-hmm. I mean, these are not going to be crucial. And then the Saints is going to be a tough game. Yeah. But you got to find a way to beat the Texans at least once. But if you could beat them twice, and it could be possible because I'd argue that Tennessee's yeah. got a better defense at this point, it – Things are possible mm-hmm. because you, you you rack up a yeah. couple more losses on the Texans, on the Raiders, on the Colts. Th- that's going to yeah. help your chances. So there there is a chance. I, I think they're one of the teams that will contend for a wild card spot, even though they're out of out of the picture just by a game. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Well, all right, buddy, I will let you go. Thank you for calling in. Always good talking football with you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I can't brag about having a bear being right with the Bears prediction, but. I wish you and your team luck as they continue on the playoff hunt because, unfortunately, it's looking like it's going to be another lost season for the Bears. So enjoy it while you can, mm-hmm. man, because when your team's not a perennial playoff team, which, which you know, not that Tennessee's been doing it every year, but at least they, yeah. I'll give them credit. They've been a little bit more consistent. So thanks for calling, Yash. I appreciate it. Even last it. year was heartbreak, man. We uh, lost yeah. to Indianapolis in Week 17 and we were getting in the playoffs and winter in. So, you know, it's uh, – excuse me. So uh, – you know, it the, that that heartbreak. You know, I, I understand. I completely understand. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So yeah, well, so, you know what happens. There's more. Unfortunately, I think in sports, you get more. You deal with more disappoint disappointing things than anything else. So, but anyways, thank you for calling in, Yash. As always, I appreciate it, definitely. and I will talk to you later. Good luck in class tonight. Yep, appreciate it, man. I always enjoy talking to you. All right, I'll talk to you. That was Yash Pri, good friend of mine from Ball State, former radio co-host, my AFC consultant, as I like to call him, for all of his insight there. So that about wraps up NFL talk here. Coming up next, we're going to be discussing 
some Blackhawks hockey, something positive to talk about. The Hawks are playing better. I got Josh Kessner calling in in about 15 minutes. Uh, he's going to go over some of uh, his thoughts on the league, some breaking news. The Toronto Maple Leafs have fired their head coach, Mike Babcock, a soon-to-be future Hall of Fame coach. Uh, that's some big news. I'm going to ask him about that, his thoughts on Kirby Doc and the Blackhawks' recent success. So that and more coming up next. Don't change that dial.